Okay, we're live. Hello, dear Starshines. Christina here with Life Body Academy. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina, and I'm a I'm a um, acceleration expert. That is consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have abilities and perceptions that are um, not necessarily embraced by the majority of our human family. Therefore, we have different perspectives on our experiences and, and our basic worldview and even cosmology that's extremely unique to us. So therefore, the challenges that we face on a daily basis uh, you know, uh, don't necessarily um, qualify in what's available for us in the mainstream. So I am here to uh, give, to the best of my ability anyway, a liberated perspective on these challenges we face on a daily basis. Uh, so I'll pause right here and give everybody a moment to jump onto the call. Hello, dear sister Carol, so glad to see you here. Uh, and uh and you guys as you come on uh let us know where you're coming from let us know where you're at in the world or in the cosmos <laughs> we'd be glad to hear it <clears throat> so uh if you want to stay connected beyond these chats and even participate in the cultivation of the kinds of things we talk about in these chats i encourage you guys to connect with us on social media we have, um, for those of you who are still um, using Facebook, we have um, a, a Facebook group called Rise of the Multidimensional Human. And there are conversations and sharings that happen within that community that often contribute uh, to the things that we talk about in these chats. And the same thing with our Telegram group, which is called Multidimensional Human on Telegram, where people share and comment and chat and and that also contributes to the kinds of things we talk about in these chats so and of course you're always welcome to join us live thursday noon mountain time here on you on our youtube channel every week and just ask those questions or um or uh, share those pieces that you want to share here live with us as part of the conversation so that's also a really great way to engage as well um, and we're also on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like this. Um, on Instagram, we are a multidimensional accelerator. And on Twitter, we are a light body energy. So we're, we're out there on the different social media platforms if you'd like to connect. And um, I look forward to getting to connect with you and know more about you. I really love to understand uh, what are the challenges we're facing today because all of us are so very unique and especially us Starseeds way showers. Um, we, you know, we definitely have a different perspective than the general public. Yeah. So uh, I'm super stoked to be talking about these topics and issues on the level that we can talk about them here in this group. So thank you. Thank you all for being here. Real uh, for real. If it wasn't for you guys being here, I totally would not be doing this work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, dear sister Sherry from Oregon. Good to see you, dear soul schooling. Hello. Hello, Susan from Washington. And we have Claudia. Hi, hi, Claudia. Um, then we have Samantha Jones from uh, Ohio and then Beverly from Toronto. All right. Good to see you guys. Thank you for being here. All right. So the topics, there's a few things that we're going to talk about today. Um, and these um, ended up happening over our conversation in both the Telegram group and the Rise of the Multidimensional Human group on Facebook. And the first piece which will probably be the last piece I talk about um, is medbed technology and the use, the, the potential benevolent use of AI tech in the frame up of medbed technology. Okay, there's this. And then, uh, and then there's another thing about um, a dear sister starshine. I believe Carol, it was you that posted um, a question saying about um, asking about some material that she listened to that really left her um, feeling um, fearful and confused. And this is the um, the Ashiana Dean material. Um, this is actually a really significant thing to talk about because this because uh, oh, this is a huge rabbit hole. And and I'm so stoked that you asked that question so I can um, start to frame up some of these pieces that keep us locked in into certain certain um, 
rings of thought or realms of reality or points of view. Okay, so I want to talk about that because her specific comment was that she watched an in-depth interview and when she left it, she felt terrible. Um, she felt fearful and confused and not at all like how um, she feels when um, she gets off of a call that, that or an interview or, or, or something that I'm sharing on, on my channel. And there's very particular reasons why that's so. So I'm going to talk about that. And then Dear Sister Starshine from YouTube um, by the handle VS, she asks about her granddaughter. Her seven-year-old granddaughter insists that she's from another planet and says that she travels to that planet in her dream time. So um, as a loving grandmother, as all of you, I'm sure, can relate to in some level, she wants to know how can she help her granddaughter either nurture or cultivate a um, the connection to these memories. So um, so I want to talk about that as well. And actually, I think I want to start on that particular piece first. Hello, darling. Welcome, welcome, welcome. OK, so the piece I want to talk about with this is uh, this is something common, um, especially the early generation indigos. You know, those of us that um, well, I was born in the early 70s, but there's also indigos that came in in the 50s and 60s. And of course, there's more and more started coming to this planet as uh, we we get out of the 70s into the 80s, 90s, and uh, and then there's even more fuller spectrum uh, soul souls that are incarnating that we sometimes might call crystal or rainbow children, stuff like this. But in general, um, starting with the indigos, um, we had perceptions and. Uh, frame-ups of reality that were extremely different than the family we were born into okay and and we could generalize all of our those spectrums of souls i'm talking about as star seas indigos rainbows crystal children so on and so forth uh and uh and what's what's happening is that you know we come in with a different purpose in our soul our soul has a different agenda for being here that means that we have different encodements within our being that allow us to stay in particular um, levels of abstract awareness. And then we also have, um, you know, abilities that are very specific to our purpose to help us push through the density, the, the clouding, the, some might say the, the sleep walking that humanity is doing. We have encodements to bust through the sweet, the, the sleepwalking. And it's very, very strong, the sleepwalking. And so these um, abilities, these perceptions that we have are equally as strong to match that energy. The idea is to have those levels of perception be the deepest part of ourselves that we trust. And then we learn how to navigate this world without being lost to, the, to this world, if that makes sense. Another way of saying it is, is these, these abilities or these perceptions are so strong inside of us and they're there so we can be in the world, but not a product of it. Okay, so that means we're not in the system fully invested. We're aware that the system is something separate from what life is truly about. Okay, so that is actually in the early days was something really difficult for, for indigos to deal with because they were alone. There were no other people that really had perceptions like this. And there were even fewer people that didn't have perceptions that were accepting of these abilities, right? So, uh, so what I would say is your seven-year-old granddaughter is likely uh, a star seed and she has these abilities because she's come in for a purpose. And if you want to cultivate uh, call to help her cultivate uh, what's important for her in her life path or or nurture, I would say nurture her in a way that supports her soul's journey's life path, right? Um, there's several, several things that, that one can be doing, especially as a grandmother. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot more star seeds than ever before incarnating on this planet. So there's so much more available to us. And the veils of these realms are so significantly, like exponentially less than they used to be. So it's really not that hard to provide a connection and support for a star seed. Uh, if you're aware that uh, if you're aware of what's going on at another level. 
So on one level, a parent or grandparent might really freak out that their seven-year-old is saying these things because they're going to be considered weird or or woo-woo or, you know what I mean? Like there's so it could be something wrong with them. They could be diagnosed as crazy, right? Well, true, all those things have happened in the past. And some parents, be, not because, because they don't really know any better, um, pursue, you know, pursue uh, an allopathic Western medicine um, uh uh, path to try to find a solution for the child. Unfortunately, uh, it doesn't work because that those particular modalities and traditions do not allow for consciousness to play a factor in why re certain things are so. For example, allopathic medicine is not a fan or a um, um, actually they're an adversary to the ideas of holistic healing and health, right? So similarly, um, Western medicine, as far, far as mental um, health and wellness, are also not so friendly to holistic health and wellness as far as cultivating a biosuit and personality and so, an ego driver that leaves, rule, leaves room for the mysteries of the soul to express itself. So because, uh, for example, um, I was an early generation indigo and I very quickly was diagnosed as ADD and all these other things. And they wanted to put me on meds and they wanted to do this and wanted to. There was all these sorts of whole list of things. Um, they would start off after doing all these tests on me when I was a kid. Number one, she's brilliant. But number two, she has all these problems. Right. And, and there was a long list of problems and the problems became like a, a label that would that followed me year after year in school because there were certain um, you know things that go along. They had certain protocols for ADD. They had certain protocols for certain you know for certain kinds of what they considered learning disabilities. But really, what it was is that I can absorb many different kinds of spectrums of information all at once. Uh, you know, and this is that was something that didn't compute for them. That was not something that they recognized as really being a thing. So. I lucked out in that my mother knew, she knew in her heart that everything that they were saying about me was was framed up inappropriately and that I did not need meds. And if anything, um, you know, she she was a huge proponent for me uh, to, you know, explore my own, to explore myself, do my own thing. Um, and, and some might say, explore your own crazy, right? <laughs> You know, so uh, I had lots of vivid night experiences, night terrors, dreams. Um, I had way later in life, I realized those were abduction experiences, but I had a lot, lot, lot going on when I was young. And um, the least, the thing that least interested me was sitting in a chair at school. I thought it was absolutely boring, ridiculous. Um, and I also saw it as a control system. I really felt it as a predatory system that um, that pretty much trapped kids. I mean, I came to that conclusion when I was right around seven years old, right? Not long after my epiphany, you know, that epiphany I had when I was five, when I realized everything was wrong with this world, that's backwards. <laughs> so, you know, so I was coming to my own conclusions about these things. And it's such an, an amazing thing to have anybody in the family to recognize and support, you know, to support me in these different ideas, and these pers perspectives that I had. So my mom was really great about that. Uh, so I lucked out. Um, not everybody lucks out so much uh, with that kind of thing because she did follow allopathic medicine. She did follow traditional um, school system because she was an educator herself. But uh, she just had a, a feeling inside that she couldn't ignore when it came to how to address me and my issues or what they were calling were issues. They're really they're really not issues at all. It's just they didn't understand how to deal with a with a highly accelerated learner. I mean, I mean, a rapid learner, I could walk into a room with like 10 different TVs or 10 different things going on. And I can absorb all the information that was being with this when I was young, I can absorb all that information and, and it'll be permanently in my brain. <laughs> you know, you could, they could test me on it. I could do whatever. So, um, so they considered because it wasn't normal, they considered that, um, that I that had learning disabilities, but really it was the opposite of that. Anyway, so getting back to your grandchild, your granddaughter, seven years old, having these um, experiences of being from another planet and then visiting that planet in the dream time. It's very, very simple, the kinds of things that you can do to help her process. Number one, realize there's a reason why on a deep soul level, there's a reason why she's not letting that go. There's a reason why it's presenting. And that reason is something significant about her life path. It could be even something significant for your life path as well. So uh, to encourage 
the work with her first, believe her, you know, listen to her, inquire, ask questions, start asking questions about what she's dreaming. What's going on in your dream time, darling? What, what happened tonight? What happened here? What happened there? And if you are uh, an astute listener, if you know how to listen with, with more um, past just the words and actually feel the energy behind what she's trying to say, there's quite likely um, some pretty significant um, transmissions in the dream share that she shares with you that can really support you in your path as well. Okay. So um, star seeds are very special beings. This isn't, this isn't a normal thing to happen. Normally when, uh, when life gets reseeded, when there's a huge up quantum upgrade within a lifespan of a planet, usually all the life gets extinguished and then gets reseeded in the new model. But what's happening here is that life is staying here and it's getting reseeded with the new model while the original life is there. So, so star seeds coming in the way that they are in, in, um, side by side with souls that were incarnating according to the rules of an old paradigm is a very, very unique thing that does not happen very, that does not happen um, up until now. This is like, you know, this is why it's so exciting for the cosmos to see what's happening on this planet because it's rarely ever or never done this way, <laughs> you know, I have a feeling, you know, it's going to work and then it's going to be, you know, maybe more common. But anyway, so uh, listen to her dreams. Listen to what she talks about. Also, nurture her creativity. Nurture her her um, art with arts and crafts, with dance, with song, with poetry. You know, help her um, uh, help her stay connected to the abstract brainwaves. She's going to stay in the abstract brainwaves until she's 12 years old. So you have another, um, what, five years to really help her anchor in the abstract brainwaves as the beta, the, the ability to be in linear, linear reality develop within her. So that way that might look like as in like she she never lets the idea of magic die you know she keeps the magic alive inside of herself as she progresses forward so you don't need to be a spiritual master or a psychic intuitive or a et experiencer to support her it's more about just supporting her pro her creative process her inner freedom okay inner freedom like she can have thoughts without telling herself how wrong she is. She can have thoughts without being embarrassed to share them. She can have, you know what I mean? She can have things happen inside of her. And even though they're off the wall, they could potentially be worth something. And she'll learn that by sharing that with you in, in how you respond to the things that she's sharing. You see what I mean? So um, you only need one person, one person in the world to, in your world to speak truth to you. And, and it'll, it's enough when you for a star seed, that's enough for, for me. I, there was nobody until I was about 12 years old. And as soon as I started hearing alternative ideas and stuff, I, that was all I needed. It was like, boom, it instantly opened me to so much more. Right. Because I, I was getting to the point like, crap, you know, this this world just doesn't isn't right. <laughs> and what's my place in it? I don't like the roles that they're that they're trying to hand me now. You know, so I, I was looking desperately looking for ways to make my own reality, make the life that I want. And I was about to um, really go forward and commit myself to being a nun because I knew that the, the rat race life was not real and it drained the life out of people. And I was aware of that at the age of 12. Anyway, uh, so once I, but once I found out that there are other, other thoughts, other ways to connect with spirit, other ideas about reality, as soon as I learned it, as soon as I heard it from somebody, I instantly opened up and, and changed, it changed everything for me. So you only need one person, one person to acknowledge something, one person to really see you, even if it's not all of you, but some part of you that's not normally seen, you just need one person as a child. I mean, it's great if it's a community, but really you just need that one, you know, and how fitting for it to be you, grandma. Um, other things that you could be doing is uh, helping her um, cultivate energy practices, maybe do some yoga, 
right? Maybe um, meditate with her. Maybe take meditative walks in the forest with her. Um, tell her stories about fairies and dragons and nature spirits. You, you see, uh, help her help her just have fun and know joy and cultivate magic in in you know cultivate magic with her at your house and in her life. That's all. It's so simple. It's so simple. Anybody could do it. It just takes the um, the awareness that it's actually worthwhile doing. You know, uh, so um, when you're brought up thinking or when you're brought up taught that, you know, what all, all that's worthwhile is your labor, like how you clean the house, how you keep your room clean, how you get your homework done, how you get um, approval from your teachers, how you get everybody to love you. If you grow up thinking that that's all there is in life, it's a very limited existence. OK, but when you grow up realizing that your imagination and the stories that you make up in your mind and and the thing and, and your um, your ability to think expansively is something that's worthwhile to somebody see now that's a different seed that's getting planted right and this is exactly what we need us star seeds need people to help us inspire us inspire the genius that is within us because we have ways of looking at things that are so so different than the Western world. And quite literally, that's why we're here is to actuate those things because this world needs us. They need our outrageous, outlandish perspectives and ideas because right now humanity, the Western world is locked in a downward spiral, a downward spiral of, of death and destruction, right? This is what we're watching all around us in these, in these constructs that that people have dedicated all of their life force energy to and they're falling away, falling away, falling away. Humanity has been duped into creating with their own thoughts and beliefs and intent, creating a reverse world, an inverted matrix where everything is bass backwards. So we're waking up out of that. And the star seeds are a major piece to the puzzle of having that happen. And we're stepping out of the those old paradigm ideas and, and bringing in new ideas, bringing in different ways of looking at it. Um, and, and I mean, we what we perceive the people in the old paradigm would say is impossible, but we know it with every fiber of our being that it's not impossible. It's just that they're limited in their reality and their perceptions and with their limited abilities and um, ability to perceive and imagine, that's why it's impossible. You know, um, a great example, and I just talked about this uh, yesterday with your sister Beverly, a great example is the whole idea of sustainability, right? Um, this is why the mass population reduction is in the in some of the alternative narratives, because there's this idea that um, we cannot live sustainably. The earth can't sustain a certain number of people. That's even, that's if they, everybody's implementing um ecologically sustainable systems and but what a starseed knows what a rainbow and indigo or um and star uh crystalline people know that it's not about sustainability it's about harnessing the power of the regeneration so it's it's regenerative farming it's regenerative energy production it's regenerative medicine it's regenerative uh, inventions. You see what I mean? So it's not, so the idea of sustainability, that's an old paradigm idea that that ship has sailed a long ago. If we all instantly went sustainable this moment worldwide, it would not stop the problems that we're having on, you know, on this planet. We need to go to regenerate, to regenerating. And this is not a new thought. This is something that has been in the starseed circles for many, many, many years. And there are people out there doing it today. You just need to find those people and support them, right? And that's what these children that are coming to this world are for. They they know exactly the potential that they that they can have with the planet, with Earth, and with other humans. And uh, as long as we have a system that doesn't choke the life out of that, right, within them, we're gonna we're gonna make it through, right? Our dear sister Carol says, my daughter was wonderful, um, has wonderful spiritual gifts, and we have supported her since the beginning. I love that she has never been told these gifts weren't true. We're excited to see where she goes. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I did, the, I did this with my um, children as well. And what was interesting is that once they reach teenagerhood, 
like deeper later teenagerhood, right? They um they turn their backs on all they turn their back on all of it. And part of it was they did not want to be they did not want the level of responsibility. They wanted they wanted to be able to be mad and throw fits. They wanted to be able to involve themselves in their family and or in their in their friends teenage drama, right? They wanted to, you know, they wanted to get into what their peers were doing and they had to let go of their core teachings to engage. And that's exactly what they did. Um, luckily, they didn't really get too heavy, too heavily involved in drugs, even though, I mean, this was in, this was in Colorado, which is, has a huge problem with drug use and teenagers. But anyway, um, you know, they, they really didn't go too far down that road, but they definitely turned their backs on it. And they didn't start coming out of that until their 20s, when they started, um, you know, like 20, 22, 21, 22, then they started to turn around and re-embrace their abilities again. And believe me, that was a very difficult time in my life because I was because um, their their way of rejecting their abilities meant they had to reject me and the, and the principles that I hold. So when they would come for advice, they did not want to hear real advice <laughs> because it's based in these in these principles, <laughs> you know. So um, so the teenage years for me as a mom was the most difficult time of parenting I've ever had. Anyway, little little tangent on that. All right, dear sister Polly says you are so right about the regeneration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And believe me, guys, there's lots of folks doing this. Um, you don't hear about it because it's not necessarily what the narrative is about, right? Because the narrative is about um, you know the um, being ecologically sustainable, and if you're not about ecological sustainability, then you're this and this and this. Like they, they all the narratives they have in the old paradigm have this if you're not with me you're against me kind of vibe to it and you know that doesn't work for us it doesn't work for starseeds it doesn't work for visionaries <laughs> you know it's like what do you mean if i'm not with you i'm against you it's just a bad idea it doesn't mean i think you're a terrible human right or it's just you know it's a mediocre idea um this is going to take real genius this is going to take brilliance to pull us out of the problems that we're having right now and I have faith that we can do it. I feel like uh, more and so because there's so many star seeds coming to this planet right now that um, any soon we're going to end up being the majority, um, the majority of the collective consciousness on this planet. And that's that's, you know, the game over after that. We're going to totally be um, in charge, even though I did hear a, uh, a concept that it only takes five percent to create a movement, to create change. And, you know, that could be true. Okay, uh, so dear sister, I hope that was helpful uh, about your um, helpful um, and how to help cultivate your granddaughter. Um, if you want her to specifically get in touch with those memories, um, I would say the dream time, listen to her dream time and have her tell you her dreams when she remembers going there in her, you know, at night. Um, and the more, because what that does is that it's bringing the alternate reality of dream time into the here and now reality. And the more you do that, as uh, more you dream share like that, the more uh, lucid and the more dreams come. Okay. So, uh, and then you can get to the, to the reason why she's having those dreams. Usually if there's an overlay happening, that memory is an overlay of a much bigger energy coming from her soul, her, coming from her soul, trying to connect with her in some way and or connect with you because um, collective dreaming is, is, is a big truth, right? Um, people don't realize that we all are in the same dream. We have specific flavors that are, are for us, but once you start learn how to get through those veils, all those overlays of who you think you are, and you step into the bigger collective dream, magic, absolute magic happens with that when you're able to do that. And if she could do that starting at a young age, amazing, bravo, that's awesome. All right, let's keep going. Let's go ahead and move on to Ashiana Dean, right? So um, there's, uh, I can't remember the name of the book. And I think, Claudia, darling, you posted something. I didn't get to read it. You posted something about that, uh, the Voyager series, right? So she authored authored the Voyager series. And, uh, and that's kind of what started this whole movement. And I can't remember the name of the group itself. Um, but there was a very significant um, uh, controversy, let's say, 
um, a very significant, very significant controversy. And I'm really not surprised because of the kind of material she was bringing forward. But there, but that what that controversy did was um, really leave some bad, bad, um, bad element, uh, experiences for people who are in her group. Okay, so how do you spell Ashiana Dean? This is Beverly asking that. So Ashiana Dean is A S H A Y A N A. Then Dean D E A N E. Now most of her videos have actually been scrubbed from the internet, but you will find. But you will find a um, some people that still have interviews with her on their channel. Channel um, Camelot um, Camelot uh, Productions, I think it's called Camelot Productions. Uh, they've been around for a long, long time. They have a really interesting series with her. I think it's like a six-hour interview with her. And then um, there's some some clips that other people took from um, moments of her workshop that they've also posted. And actually, there's a dear brother here um, in our in our Facebook group who studied with her for nearly 12 years. So uh, and and here's the thing, you know, this kind of energy is really, really difficult to bring through. And I'm, I'm shocked that she lasted as long as she did because of so much of the frequencies that she was bringing through was absolutely was considered absolutely forbidden on this planet. OK forbidden. So that means you had very powerful interdimensional beings keeping their radar out for, for people. Project Camelot. Yes. With Carrie Cassidy. Thank you, Claudia. Right. Yeah, right, on, right. Excellent. Yes. Um, um, and so in the past, what would happen is that if someone stepped out of line, stepped out of the, 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 the program, let's say on an interdimensional level, they were taken out. Uh, and uh, for example, you know, OSHA had that issue. He was right. He was right there at that edge, taking people out of the confinement of the old paradigm systems. He, he used he figured out a way for people to use their emotional body to bust out of old paradigm systems. So, I mean, he did that for like 20 years or something like this. And he ended up getting taken down by our own government. And then you have uh Gosh, there's so many, so many. A lot of them get taken out with illnesses or sonic devices. There's all sorts of ways that, that people get taken out. In her case, it seems like she got taken down with um, with a money legal battle over who really owned the content. Um, I think, and I don't know the details of the battle. And like I said, Claudia, I didn't really read this this post all the way through because I just saw it right before I got on. But I'm going to check it out. Um, uh, the, the, you know, there's conflicts and falling out and, and here's why. And it will actually, let me first address the fearful and confusion thing. Cause this is actually super important. Actually, this is more important than the, the other side, John, actually. So um, the question was, is like, why do I feel so, yeah, I feel fearful and confused now. Why? And, um, and she probably watched that because I, I posted it or recommended it in some way. And, and here's what's going on. All right. Number one, we need to, when we're on our path of awakening, we just put one foot in front of the other. It's one foot in front of the other. There's no rush, right? The pace that you're at is exactly the pace you need to be going. So first there's this kind of thing, right? And then uh, the, other th the other thing is, is that the infiltration of consciousness is so vast that you can't just wake up to it in a second. It's too jarring. It's too shocking. Um, it's really not in your best interest. It's not in the best interest of, of your progress, of your growth, but also, you know, it can be traumatizing if you rip the Band-Aid off before you're ready. So this is why, you guys, this is why those previous chats last year, I would do a 9D activation when presenting certain kinds of, well, all the information, right? Because what that 9D activation is doing, it's activating you to who you are on the different nesting dolls of the realities up to the galactic plane. Okay. Now, opening up to the galactic plane, that is part of the default, the default abilities that come with having a biosuit. All right. So you're not breaking any paradigm rules by opening up to these levels of who you are. You're staying, you're still staying within the confines of the, the, 
you're still staying within the safety zone. I'll say it like that, right? So once you wake up to the galactic plane of who you are, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of work that you could be doing from, from that, right? You can start looking at different perspectives about what's happening in your life. You can see the energy exchanges. You can understand the, the life stream and the past life influences. You can understand how to, how to um, heal your soul song, how to reconnect with source. I mean, there's so much within those nesting dolls of who you are. That's really all you need to actually walk this world with empowerment. Okay. So the Voyager series information, the Ashiana Dean information, this is addressing nesting dolls of existences far beyond the galactic plane. Okay. Far beyond the galactic plane. All right. And Unless you've been working with those original nine lenses of who you are up to the galactic plane, unless you've been working that in a way that you've, you've really cleaned up a lot of the belief systems, a lot of the woundings and promises and all this programs and stuff and, and constructs of the Akasha, once you've cleaned a lot of that up and you're awake to who you are as a galactic being, Right. You can go you can immerse yourself into the Ashiana Dean material and it won't be jarring. It won't be so jarring. It'll be shocking in certain ways because you can see just how vast the control systems go. But it's not traumatizing because there's some aspect of you that is that information is triggering memories that you can actually process. If you're not awake to who you are in the galactic plane. I mean, if you're not awake to who you are as a bodhisattva within yourself, right, that kind of information is not going to be very useful to you. If anything, it's going to create hopelessness, discouragement, right? So that's why that's happening. I hope this is making sense how I'm putting it. And please let me know. That's why this is happening like that. So and so what I'm saying is that it's not relevant until it is. If you watch something like that and, and it totally strikes you in a way you're like, what the, what the heck? And oh, I feel terrible. And maybe you have some nightmares and it take you, takes you a few weeks to get back to center. That's an indication that that material is not helpful for you right now. That is not helpful for you right now. Okay. Why does it matter? The point is, is that you recognize it's putting you in a downward spiral and that is not helpful to you right now. Okay. Now, maybe in a year or somewhere in your journey you wake up to who you are as a bodhisattva being you wake up to who you are as a galactic being and even and beyond then maybe that material won't be so so shocking so jarring now i watched that those videos that um carrie cassidy did with project camelot and when they were first, when they first came out and it was massively triggering for me, massively, except there was one thing in there that she showed and it was a diagram that she showed. And when I looked at that diagram, even though I was shocked and just, you know, all that I was triggered in a million different directions, that diagram burned into my brain. And to this day, I have it in my head because that happened. I knew that there was some level of truth happening that she was sharing. But because I was so triggered, I also knew that I was not ready for it. And I just accepted it as that. Now, fast forward 10 years, I watched that video again, those videos again, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course, it makes total perfect sense. <laughs> right? But that's not where I was when I first watched it. When I first watched it, I was massively triggered. So, so. And, and this is this is really important for us all on this journey of awakening. We can't compare and we can't uh, uh, settle into any in any moment. We can't ever settle in any moment to think that we know the whole truth. We know we see the bigger picture and we got the, the whole truth. It's impossible because we are so vast. We're so vast. Not only do you contradict yourself in that vastness, but it takes multiple perceptions of who you are to even grasp the, the, the smallest little um, spectrum, if this makes sense. So the progress of moving out of the mind traps programs, it's a step-by-step -step thing. 
And then as you um, step through and you decode, let's say the 4D field canopy that's been controlling your, your, um, your actions, your thoughts and all that stuff. So you wake up out of that. Then there's another level to wake up to, which is who you are beyond your face, what's going on in your soul's journey. Then you can start looking at all the relationships that you have in your life, including that with the government and power systems, not as this person is doing this to me. Instead, you can see it as a manifestation of things that are unresolved in your Akashic records. You see what I mean? So then you can engage in that level. Believe me, there's lots, plenty to keep you engaged and, and working towards integrating and growing as, into a multidimensional being. There's no shortage of material to work on within yourself. So this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Just go step by step by step. If it feels right, if it's supportive, great. Keep doing it. What will happen, you'll know when it's time to move on because you'll start getting bored. You know, you'll start being like, yeah, this again, right? And then the next thing can present to you, okay? So um, I hope this, please let me know if this is making sense the way I'm putting it. Because uh, they're in the realm of awakening. There is no such thing as good, bad, right or, right or wrong. And the thing is, we are so trained to perceive things that way. We don't know how to perceive things any differently. Um, for example, if you have an experience with something and then you get a pain or um, or you get something adverse that or, you know, something um, really uncomfortable or you get super triggered or you start feeling funky, um, we instantly say, oh, I have pain. So therefore it's bad. And then you'll stop doing it. But really, it's way there's many more nuances going on than that. Um, there are a lot of times you can start doing something that activates something inside of you. And what just got activated is now pushing up all against the density in your system. And that's going to come, that's going to express itself with pain. That's going to express itself with stress and anxiety that might express itself, express itself as you not being able to sleep or having your joints hurt, or you see what I mean? Or, you know, not being able to walk up the stairs for a few days. It doesn't mean what just got activated is bad. It means that that is act, you know, it means that there's density that what got activated is, is now coming to the surface for you to work out. Okay. So to categorize something as simply as black and white, good or bad, you're doing yourself a disservice. There was a reason why you were impulsed by your spirit to visit something just like dear sister Carol. There's a reason why you watched that video that made you, that you walked away feeling um, fearful and confused from fearful and confusion is not a desired state course not but something in you wanted to watch that material so what got triggered would get triggered you see what i mean when you start looking at things like this in a much bigger sense the the magic starts coming back into your reality the magic starts coming back into your world your ego driver realizes that it's not actually the one in charge or the one that is responsible even to uh navigating right? You start to realize that there's a much bigger presence to who you are that's navigating your life, that's putting these opportunities in front of you, that is bringing uh, situations to you. That is the bigger part of who you are. That's the, the big S part of your spirit doing that. It's not your ego driver. Your ego driver is usually the one getting triggered <laughs> from what's getting presented. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you, Polly. Thank you, Polly. Yes, it makes sense. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're just cruising right along here. Um, the other thing. Oh, you know, and I also say oh, one more, one more piece on the Ashiana thing. We are all waking up to who we are in our own pace and our own ways. And as we wake up to who we are, that means we are shedding certain, certain frameups of reality that have been so for lifetimes. Okay. This is why I've said in the past, many people are even waking on a soul level are waking up out of even the agendas of their soul group, as in they came here in a, as a collective, a soul collective and started incarnating with a particular kind of idea agenda. People are waking up even out of that. So they're actually transcending soul collectives even. So how, what that looks like is so unique to the individual. 
And believe me, it's not all light. It's not all roses. There's a lot of shadow work. There's a lot of density and darkness to, um, to be faced and alchemized and transmuted as you wake up to who you are beyond these different, these groupings. Okay. And it's so unique. What works for me may not work for you. What works for your, your brother may not work for you. What works for your best friend may not work for you, right? So it's an important thing to keep in mind. And I have, I have people around me that um, really love certain processes that I, I have no interest in whatsoever. It's like I go near it and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. But that's no, that's, but um, we have a rapport in the sense of they, they're not receiving that as a judgment. And I don't feel guilty. Like I might make, might be making them feel weird because I'm not into it. You, you see what I mean? It's like, there's total freedom in how each of us have total freedom in how we are there's, you know, so we can just be this way and allow that, you know, people around us to be that way too. And that allows for creative freedom. And it's the creative freedom when people are in that kind of state. I love being around people who are in creative freedom. It doesn't matter if I like their style or not. Just the very frequency of being free to create and explore is what I love. Just that frequency, you know, um, and some people that might not do it for. Right. OK. All right. Let's get it. Let's get on to the med bed thing, because so much is going on with med bed technology. Right. Oh, <laughs> so um, and actually I'm I'm on that bandwagon, too. Uh, so many. Well, let's see how many years ago it was, it was before COVID. OK, it was before COVID. I think it might have been the summer before COVID happened. Um, I had a dear sister, Starshine, call me up, say, hey, listen, have you heard about MedPet technology? I have this device, la, 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 la. It's amazing. I think you should check it out. And what she was talking about was a device called a Healy. And this is where they use the information field in your bio suit to introduce frequencies to help the body balance out this, um, uh, this, this harmonies and disorders. So it not only reads um, energy systems, meridian systems, chakra systems, all that stuff, but it also treats things, treats pain, treats um, neuralgia, treats um, viral load uh, stress, treats, um, treats kidney chi stress. I mean, there's all these different categories of treatment. And what it does is that there's a crystal inside the device that um, downloads the necessary frequencies from a cloud and then transmits them to the person via either the field or you can use these electrodes. So this is my first um, exposure to these things. And, and uh, but what was very interesting was is that I got the Healy and before I really got to use it, some of my um, elemental uh, allies and my entourage, my spiritual entourage stepped forward and they wanted to recode the, the device. So I gave it to them. They recoded it and they gave it back to me. And I've been using it happily ever since. Um, my, my husband uses it. Uh, he told me an amazing story. Uh, there was a time when, uh, gosh, we're, I can't remember where, you know, we're nomads, right? <laughs> we're, we're somewhere in the RV in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we're in the RV somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I was working online doing all my Zoom classes. And he's been, um, um, he's, and he, he was kind of like, it was raining or something. He really couldn't go out. So he was um, running Healy system checks and treatments on him for, for a couple hours. And he said at one point in time, he can actually feel a frequency shift and, um, and he felt an entity or something that felt like an entity leave his body. And when he told me that I was like, Whoa. Oh, and his pain went away, by the way, he was having some kind of, I think knee pain or something and all the pain that he had in his body went away. And I was just like, wow, that's a really cool testimony to, to this product. Right. Um, uh, I do have a Healy. I don't really sell them. I, I, there's a few people that bought them because I, um, cause I was exploring it and, and, you know, it sounded really interesting and they were interested in it too, but, um, I'm not so down with the company anymore, but it's up to, it's each his own, right? I, I personally am not a fan of having of, of subscriptions when it comes to something like that. I rather just pay a whole bunch of money up front and then I never have to pay money again. Right. And, and that's how that, um, and that's how, uh, that's how I prefer to do it. 
uh, yes, Beverly, it's the um, Healy bioresonance device. Yes, exactly. And I um, have the uh, whatever that top tier one is. So, um, uh, so that so framing up, that's my experience with that kind of technology. And then I just recently had a friend uh, do a bio scan with his kind of technology, which is a bit different because it takes in allopathic medicine ideas as well. It does all the cell blood counts. It's like a super super comprehensive device that um, the, through frequency, it evaluates all of your capillaries, all of your blood vessels and veins and uh, your organs and your tissues. I mean, it's super comprehensive and it treats, it treats any disorders that it finds um, with frequency. And man, it was so strong for me. It was really strong. He told me most people don't feel anything, but I was like, you know, at one point in time, I ended up leaping out of my chair because it was so strong going, going down my back, um, which was a, a, a vine, by the way, <clears throat> that it was uh, uh, not a vine, a vein, by the way, that it was uh, opening up or resetting or something with frequencies. Anyway, so I did that and uh, the con the results were so comprehensive. I was like, wow. And some of those results I took to um, my acupuncturist because there was some things in the blood work that um, I found interesting. And she said, oh yeah, there's no problem. We can correct that by strengthening your, your blood chi, la la la. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I love Chinese medicine, by the way, guys. I don't know if you guys know that about me. Uh, acupuncture and herbs, that is the way to go. You don't really need any other kind of medical doctor if you um, treat everything with acupuncture and herbs. It is so powerful. It's just a lot of people, states sometimes don't allow practice, practitioners to practice at that level, but also just a lot of people, you know, can't get over the program they were giving that it's woo-woo, you know, it's not woo-woo, it's very real, it's very effective. I even had, I had Bell's palsy, that's where your trigeminal nerve becomes infected with a virus and it becomes paralyzed. It's also a well-known side effect of some of the, you know, what's, um, treat my bell palsy and that was you know done in a week and a half right um, I've had I used to have chronic ear infections um, had that treated and then never had an ear infection again I mean so really it's it's a profound way to treat yourself because it's all with chi it's all with life force energy so because of my experience with Chinese medicine and acupuncture the the leap to the Healy or yeah or even the Rife machine like treatment with frequency was not too much of a leap for me though i did have an issue with the ai component in the sense of your bio your biofield information getting uploaded into a cloud because technologically speaking we have not mastered how to secure cloud information yet not not in the human realm right so that means that bio information could get hacked and downloaded and, and a, a being can have access to that to your biofield resonance um, as I talked in past chats, that is really a bad idea because that is a direct access to you when, when stuff like this happens. And, and the example I've given in the past, I know I've talked about this in other chats many times, but I just have to mention it here because it is relevant, is uh, uh, there are methods of the old world where you can create a, an effigy that is so um, precise in its resonance that if you do something with the effigy, it affects that which it's connected to. For example, um, voodoo dolls, right? Voodoo dolls are a mechanism. Well, I mean, t Hollywood tells us it's black magic. Not true. Not black magic. It, anything could be used to, depending on your intent, right? Everything could be dark or light in, in your intent. But the original um, reason why voodoo dolls were used was for healing conduit so you make a doll that it's so close in resonance so precise in resonance to the person you're treating you can do things to the doll and it will directly impact the person you were treating well so many many other medicine people have used that same sort of sympathetic resonance to to um to do medicine whether it be ceremonial medicine whether it's a family that they're healing or a dynamic that they're healing they would do things called sand paintings the wecha in um, southern mexico and there's several other modalities too and that's and, and it's the key is that it is such a close resonance match to the subject that you want to impact so you can imagine digitally if your biofield information right down to every blood vessel and vein 
is uploaded into a cloud and then someone has that information, they can create a digital replica that is an exact replica of you, vibrationally speaking. You see how that could be a bad idea? Okay. So, so that part I had a problem with. So I ended up taking one of my old iPhones that, you know, I decided not to turn it in and I have it completely off the wireless network and it only accesses the internet through a secure network and all the biofield information I keep on my phone. And then I realized that um, my elemental buddies that came in and recoded the machine, they recoded it to, um, to be a frequency match for me to use. Because what I... Um, Right, because there's an AI component to this. So and this is where it becomes interesting. As with anything else, it's about, it comes down to sovereignty and responsibility. If you are avoiding something in your life that needs healed, how do you find out, how, how are you forced to eventually face what needs to be faced? Okay. It's because you get there's an illness develops an illness an accident some sort of major event that cannot be ignored happens in your life and that forces you to address what you don't want to address what you're in denial in what you're avoiding so on and so forth so um, when you put that kind of human tendency lack of responsibility lack of sovereignty if you take a human that does not take responsibility for themselves, that does not have personal sovereignty, has no idea how to live a healthy lifestyle, let alone create the life that they want, right? They can be in relationship to med-fed technology like an addict or, you see what I mean? They can, they can use that as a crutch and use it as a, a means to never grow, to never really address what it is that their soul wants them to address in this life. Okay, so when you put that kind of idea into the context of med beds, integrity is everything for not just the receiver, but for the users. And, and this is this is the main concern that the elementals have expressed about med bed technology, that if you're using it to help you heal and address your yourself in a holistic way where you're taking responsibility for why you're in the state of needing healing if you're taking responsibility for why a particular event is occurring if you are actively working your resources as a sovereign being responsible for your health and wellness medved technology is a wonderful tool but if you are not responsible for yourself, if you are a victim to the world or, and you're in the blame game, if you're not sovereign, if, if that is not your baseline, then the medved technology can be easily used to hijack and manipulate you even further, make you even more dependent on the technology. And that's the whole thing. The control systems of this world do what they can to make people dependent. Because once you're dependent on something, then now you can be controlled. And we've seen that play out in shenanigans, right? Right? Yeah, think about that. Those people, because it was ruled in the United States anyway, people, um, businesses that take federal money have to abide by the mandates that the federal government says. Um, um, people who, um, businesses that accept health insurance, particularly Medicaid and Medicare, you have to abide by what the mandates say. If you're an independent hospital and, and you're not, and that's not your bread and butter, you can, your policies can be made by the administrators. But if it's not, and it's primarily government money, government money that you're being paid, well, now you're shackled. You don't have so many choices. You have to listen to them. You see what I mean? Um, another example is those, um, uh, there's a program that was um, started in California and one in Philadelphia about a universal income, right? Not that I'm not for socialistic ideas. I think some socialistic ideas are the, can be amazing for improving the human experience where we can no longer be consumed with running the rat race and instead have a society set up that feeds our creativity right, and feeds our ability to imagine and manifest and make beauty and create um, 
an, a lifestyle for everybody, not just the chosen, right? Not just the rich, not just the educated, right? But for all of life on this planet. So that that's so just so you know, that's where I, where I'm at personally with all this stuff. But these, but the way these certain um, rollouts are happening, they're meant to make people dependent. So then they have to then when then they get faced with a choice. Okay, well, if you want your kid to get, um, uh, if you want a medical treatment, well, then now you have to take this vaccine, or else I'm not going to operate. I'm not going to give you this life-saving operation. Right. That's the game that's being played with a lot of people right now. There are people who've been waiting years on a transplant list that are being refused transplants because they won't get vaccinated. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. But they can do that because that the structure is supported. They're dependent on that government money. They, they really don't have so much much of a choice. And then you also have um, like those universal incomes. You imagine everybody's on a universal income and then some kind of program gets rolled out that you don't agree with and you don't think your, your children should be a party to. But they say, oh, well, if you don't do this, you're not going to get your universal income anymore. We're not going to support you anymore. Right. So you can see how it is a slippery slope in that way. So. So with med beds, this is what I'm talking about. It's amazing technology. It really opens people up to the idea that we are frequency. Everything is frequency first, right? And uh, people like us, star seeds and way showers and visionaries, we totally jive with that, right? We totally jive with that. Uh, using um, technology to address the frequencies is just one of many, many, many ways to do it. There's Qigong, right? There's acupuncture, there's herbs, there's all sorts of modalities out there that already address this, this information field frequency level of healing. So it's not a magic bullet, but it's definitely a convenient tool. Because, for example, with the Healy, I was using this to treat myself with all sorts of things. You know, we would go hiking and I'd be really sore. I, would, I also do a Qi machine, which I love, 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 love. Don't even get me going in the she machine. <laughs> it's like a mystical healing device for someone, for people like us. But um, but I would use the Healy for, you know, when kidney stress or um, helping with sleep or all this kind of stuff. And the reason why um, was because I couldn't see any practitioners during COVID. They were, for one, a lot of them were locked down and they weren't allowed to see people. And the ones that were allowed to see people, there was a lot of restrictions involved. And you know what I mean? So it was kind of like a practitioner was not readily available for me. So Healy filled that void for me for the past two years. Now I'm in a place where I can see an acupuncturist again, which I love, but um, you know, so it is a wonderful tool, but like I said, it's a slippery slope. We have to be careful. Are we using it because we're not taking responsibility for something that we should be taking responsibility for as in our soul is calling for us to pay attention to something and we're avoiding it, right? So we need to ask questions like that of ourselves if we're using it and, uh, right, as a, uh, are we using it as a crutch or are we using it as a tool, right? If we're using it as a tool, then we only we use it sparingly whenever we don't need it very often. But when we need it, it's there. If we're using it as a crutch, we're using it regularly. And then when we don't have it, we feel like it's missed, like something's missing. Right. You become addicted to that crutch. That's my take on it. But what's your guys' take? What do you think about the med beds? What do you think about how do you like to use them? There's all sorts of med bed technology out there. I would love to hear from you guys. So if you guys have experience with these different med bed technologies, please put them in the comments. I'm, I know that our listeners will also, other listeners would be interested in your experiences and what you have to say about that. Um, it's not just, you know, this is just me uh, speaking my ideas and my thoughts about it, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, wow, time just flies by, doesn't it? <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so I just have a couple announcements to make before I sign off today, and I will check. I'll read off the comments if you guys put them in there um, by the time I'm, I'm done um, with these quick announcements. Um, number one, I'm back to doing public speaking. I'm so excited about that. I really miss peopling. I miss being with people. Um, and there is a Gift of Light show in Cleveland, Ohio, um, August 3rd. Uh, the weekend of the August, uh, the first weekend in August, which is like the second, third, maybe. Uh, so I'll be speaking both days um, at that Gift of Light show. It's at the Bria Fairgrounds. Um, it's, they, they call it Cleveland, Ohio, but it's 
Burrito, technically. Um, and then uh, I'll be doing the first talk will be about um, reclaiming your dream time, how to dream, go, um, step into dreaming the world into being again. Uh, and then the the topic after that on Sunday will be, I'm sorry, I'm reversing them. The topic on Saturday is accelerating your uh, keys to accelerating your psychic intuitive abilities. And then the one on Sunday is all about dream time, how to harness dream time and creating the world that you want. Uh, so those are hour long talks. You guys are welcome to come out and give us a visit, say hi. I'll have a booth there as well, so you can even hang out for a minute. My husband will actually be there too, and he'll be offering Healy sessions. So if you want to have like a Healy scan or an aura scan or chakra scan or or Meridian or whatever, you know, he'll be there playing with that because that's that's a device that really he has a lot of fun with and he believes in. So that's just something that's fun to offer in conversation with people that visit our booth. So I hope you guys, um, some of you guys can make it. That would be awesome to see you in person. Um, but if not, of course, there's going to be more opportunities because uh, I have some other um, opportunities lining up for me to do some live talks in this area, but also out west. And then uh, the, uh, let you guys know that I'm at the beginning of April, uh, our quantum reality shift, our next quantum reality shift uh, session begins. And that is April 3rd, which is a Sunday. And uh, I encourage you guys to check that out. If you want to learn how to untangle those quantum entanglements that are holding you in certain energy patterns, I encourage you to check this program out. It's made, everything is recorded, but it's, it's made for the busy working person. Every session is about 90 minutes long. And how this goes is uh, the first session is a foundation session where you're learning the basics of how to manage your energy, good energetic hygiene, how to move energy, how to what, what you kind of different things you could be doing with your own energy field, reclaiming energy, stuff like that. And that happens every month. And then um, after that, we go into forgiveness practice, learning how to use compassion and forgiveness to unravel quantum entanglements that you have with your ancestors and also in the Akasha. And that too is every month. And then the third component to that is a light body activation where we not only uh, download light body encodements for your system that are deeply healing and could potentially get planted within your field um, if that's something that's within your spirit's soul's purpose to do. And then we also clear energy as well. So it's a wonderful, wonderful process, this three-step process that we do every month for six, for at least six months. Um, some people, many people have decided to keep going with it because they enjoyed it so much. But that's the quantum reality shift in a gist of how we're facilitating these transformations. So if you're interested in checking that out, um, please go to lightbodyacademy.com. And when you scroll down, you'll see that there is a link there to, to look at what the details are about the quantum reality shift. Um, we have the Dreamtime Healing Project as well, but it's full right now. So um, the way to get on the waiting list for the Dreamtime Healing Project is to sign up for the Quantum Reality Shift. Because once you're in that, you're on the short list of, you know, to take to take the place um, when, when openings open for the Dreamtime Healing Project. All right, that's it for me. Thank you for sticking around and chatting with me, guys. Love you all. Um, I'm so blessed to have you guys here and to be able to talk about these things on this level. It's really awesome. Um, if you want to ask, invite someone to that Facebook group, Rise of the Multidimensional Human, please let them know they need to fill out all three questions. If you don't fill out all three questions, you don't get admitted into the group right away. So that's important because this is how we keep the integrity of our group. Believe it or not, something that simple actually filters out the people that um, really aren't interested in a community and just want to, you know, just kind of like, don't really recognize that they're communicating with other humans on Facebook. So we have a very um, special group, lots of um, mutual respect for people with different ideas and different paths. So please let them know they'd have to answer all three questions. All right. And that is it for me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you guys next week, Thursday at noon. Mwah, mwah. Bye. Sweet dreams. <laughs>